All right, real quick, can you tell the listeners what they can look forward to this season? Well, one of the biggest things that I'm most excited about is about the fact that we want to keep the conversation going. Over the last three seasons, every single week, we get some text messages, DMs, comments, people that just are saying, I wish I could have had this conversation. I want to hear what other people are thinking about when it comes to the topic that was discussed, whether it be about money, sex, relationships, marriage, parenthood, entrepreneurship, career pivots, everything that we talked about, people have had comments that they want to share. That's how the comment section was even birthed. So now we're launching the listener lounge the listener lounge is going to be our private community where those of you that are listening to the show you have an opportunity to literally discuss every episode ask questions we're going to be hosting some live q a's where we can talk together shoot you might even be able to be on the show as a live listener um and so we got some really exciting things that we're excited about but mostly being able to engage with you and hear your perspectives hear your enlightenments as we go through this season and the seasons to come and even last season and the season before that and before that so make sure you guys are tapped in at so let's talk about it pod.com and go ahead and get tapped in to the listener lounge you have one unheard message hi i was calling current the influencer marketing platform but i think i just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast well anyways i was calling current because i was told they could help get my brand set up on tiktok shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand, and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, (laughs) I could really use Current. (laughs) I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. Ah, spring. Nothing like the world progressing towards summer to inspire your own progress. That's what life's all about, in your career, relationships, and your finances. Let's talk about that last one. With the Chime Secured Credit Builder Visa Credit Card, it's easy to start building credit with everyday purchases and regular on-time payments with no annual fees or interest. So your weekly grocery run can feel even more productive, and that morning coffee can taste like a little victory. And if your credit scores grow, so could your opportunities to get lower rates on loans, like for a new ride or finally having a home to call your own. Sounds like progress, right? With Chime's Secure Credit Card, you can start improving your credit scores right away. Get started today at chime.com build. That's chime.com build. Chime feels like progress. The Chime Credit Builder Visa Credit Card is issued by the Bancorp Bank N.A. or Stride Bank N.A. members FDIC. Out-of-network ATM withdrawal and OTC advance fees may apply. Terms and conditions apply. Go to chime.com disclosures for details. There's this, <laughs> there's this uh, principle that we learned about um, in our journey to entre- in entrepreneurship, um, it's called your reticular activating system. And basically it's, it's something within your brain that it's like, you're unaware of certain things until somebody makes you aware of it. Um, like if you're walking through an airport, you're not going to respond to hearing people call a name. You're going to respond if you hear your name, because that's what you are a- aware of. Mm-hmm. And there was, uh, at the beginning of 2022, things started to shift for us from the business space. And I remember we had one of those come to Jesus. Malcolm <laughs> wants to talk about the finances conversation. My favorite. Let's sit down. Yes, <laughs> we should talk. <laughs> and I'm like, good. Lee. I didn't know it was about to happen. And so I remember we sat down, we were in our office at the townhouse and we were talking about what was going on with the money. And in that moment you said, 
I think we need to diversify because our income was solely coming from one stream. It was, I think sometimes when it gets high, you forget that it's still one. Mm-hmm. And you had said at the moment, um, we need to discuss diversifying the income because we will live and die by this one source. Um, even if it's a business, I think when people get into entrepreneurship, they forget that it's the same concept as you losing a job or having a job um, just because the income is still solo dolo. Mm-hmm. And when you said that, I think my reticular activating system started to find opportunities or or be just open and receptive to receiving things, um, different people, different ideas, different opportunities, different business plays, different moves um, and investments because you have now awakened the portal in my brain that says it's time to diversify. We need to find more ways to make money. And uh, this is how we get to Amazon. (laughs) Amazon FBA. Amazon FBA. And uh, it was good until it wasn't. (laughs) This is the whole truth and nothing but the truth about our experience, our experience, our personal experience with Amazon but Amazon FBA in the business model in its entirety and mm-hmm. the gurus that sell it <laughs> as a, you know, as a service, you're about to learn the full God on the truth. Cause we're not holding anything back of our experience of our experience. Our first time, our first investment experience that was our picking. You, you keep posting about it. So I guess it's time for us to talk about it. Yeah. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. But, What's going on, everybody? We're your hosts, Malcolm and Brittany Garrison, and you're listening to Let's Talk About It. Let's Talk About It is a space where we unpack life's transitions and their effects on millennials. As entrepreneurs and millennial parents, we've navigated a lot of life transitions. And we're here to share those experiences with you while challenging perspectives and engaging in open dialogue. Y'all ready? Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. So I'm, I'm going to start off by saying... When I had that conversation with you, this is what I was looking at. I'm like, okay, we're making amazing money, the most money we've ever made um, thus far. As long you know, we've been in that business. We'll talk about that business in another episode. Yeah. Um, but we were making a, a st- substantial amount of money, and I'm like, okay, this is great and all, mm-hmm. but this is a, our only source of income right now. If I'm looking left and I'm looking right, and I'm now starting to get. Like, okay, this is not feeling as secure as it once was Mm -hmm. because I started understanding the realities of what we had. We were wanting um, solely basing our income off of business, which is kind of kind of risky in a sense, because, you know, businesses is up and down. Business is up and down regardless. There's good seasons. There's bad seasons. There's stay. um, There's stagnant seasons. So that's what I started looking at in in its entirety. And I came to you and I'm like, look, we got to diversify. I don't know into what, I don't know what we need to invest into, but let's invest into, um, you know, either businesses, um, starting, you know, buying a business or, you know, and, and profiting on the back end or, mm-hmm. you know, st- starting a, a, an investment portfolio where we start creating some residual income. Yeah. All right. Now, I didn't know that it's really, really difficult to make legit passive income explain what i what i mean by that is because according to social media marketing um and this is not bad because one we've been in social media marketing um for business but Mm -hmm. i think 
um, this is some a, a coined phrase I have coined on the podcast called glorified entrepreneurship. Yes, I think in the space of glorified entrepreneurship right now is that everybody thinks that everything is easy. A lot of things are simple. Yes, but a lot a lot of the marketing from an internet space is has to give you the mindset of easy money, quick money, mm-hmm. fast money, a lot of money. And so I think it's important to the reason why I asked you like to elaborate on how hard it is to actually create passive income is because it's presented to us as if it's really simple. I mean it's really really easy. There are really simple ways. Um but you know, I think it's important to really break that down. And yeah. this is not speaking ill of it because we have made money fast yes absolutely and this is this is to give y'all the understanding of reality and not just social media because social media will help you will make you believe that um passive income is out here everywhere there's opportunity everywhere for you to make an extra a thousand two thousand and or that tens of thousands you know what i'm saying yeah and they make it seem like it's so easy to achieve yeah this kind of income and i want you to be thinking of a long-term mindset of um, can I be making this every month? Can I rely on this income as passive income? Mm-hmm. And people don't understand how hard it is to just make an extra thousand dollars a month. And when I say that, I want you to think of it in this in this aspect. The backbone of America is real estate, right? Mm-hmm. And for the long for hundreds of years, let's take over the last century. Over the last century, people have taken on the utmost risk in order just to make five, six, maybe even $300 extra a month in passive income. Mm-hmm. Now, what I mean by that, there will be people, there are landlords out here that will buy real estate. They'll buy homes. They'll buy apartment buildings. They'll buy multifamily units. And these could cost anywhere from 100 200 even a million dollars in income. I'm <laughs> crying. <laughs> Not in income in in uh in debt, mm-hmm. so they'll put themselves in hundred thousand, two hundred thousand, three hundred thousand dollars or more in debt in order to receive a mortgage to put a tenant in it to charge them. Maybe say your mortgage uh your your mortgage is a thousand dollars a month to pay this loan off over thirty years. You're probably going to charge that renter maybe five fifteen hundred sixteen hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. So. What are you taking on risk wise in order to make an extra five hundred dollars or six hundred dollars a month in passive income? Yeah. And then not only that, they'll do that and they'll do that thirty times over. <laughs> so you're making five hundred dollars thirty times. Yeah, that it seems like it's a lot of money, but after expenses, after so many so many risks that you take on, how much money are you actually coming out profit? I think it's important to talk about like um, or to just make note of the difference between revenue, profit, and revenue. Yeah. Um, because a lot of times when we're hearing numbers, we are, um, depending on the business model, because this isn't with all business models, but um, a lot of people do talk about profit and how much I've made, mm-hmm. um, made or how much uh, a store has made or this has made. But a lot of times they're referring to the revenue of it, of like the total, but they're not. Um, including the expenses as if, um, okay, if I profited or this is how it's put. Okay. For the example you just gave, I charged somebody $1,500. Some, sometimes it's presented as I, 
I have created an extra $1,500 a month, mm-hmm. but you actually profited $500 Correct. because your expenses are 1000 on said business. And sometimes, like, just from small, small, small details like profit versus revenue, we don't get the full picture from a social media standpoint and, and how things are marketed. And th- we're getting, we're telling you all of this because when you look at certain things, especially with um, our Amazon business and everything like that, and you start to see even how long it took it to turn a profit, um, which wasn't that long, but it's like when you see the, I'm seeing the money, I'm seeing the money, I'm seeing the money, but this is not profit yet. This is only the revenue because things have to be now purchased and um, extracted, sent out, blah, blah, blah. And so um, I think it's important just that small note of how, how different you look at things. If this, if it's presented from a revenue standpoint versus just a profit standpoint Mm -hmm. but you're right like there's people that are doing so many things just to get an extra six hundred dollars a month and um realizing that the average person only really i mean average you know what i'm saying this is not i'm not speaking of people who want to be multi-millionaires and and make their first hundred thousand dollars etc most most people would be great if they can make an extra six hundred to two thousand dollars a month correct yeah that's the average human being and and rightfully so because it's not easy and, right. I, and I want people to understand that it's not easy um, to take on risk to be able to make an extra thousand dollars a month or extra two thousand dollars a month. Because if it was easy, you would already have that right. as a staple of income that you can rely on. Mm-hmm. So um, within saying that, I'm, I just want you to understand the uh, mindset of an investor in the in the um, reality of what's out here. Mm-hmm. Um, and just to say that the mind frame that that we were now in. I was in okay, let's make this money grow legs. Let's yes. make this money grow legs and let's let's start racking up um racking up possible, you know, passive income plays. My goal before we had done this, my goal was to create um seven to ten passive income streams for us. Mm-hmm. So I was I was very, very aggressive in my thought process, you know what I'm saying? Because I was trying to do this within a year. Um so you can see how ferocious my mindset was when it came to it. Mm-hmm. Um, but talk to me about um, how this opportunity came about to you because you came to me with it. And, you know, now that I'm about to take this back, <laughs> what's really funny about it, let me tell a story. Okay. Um, I went on a business trip and ironically, this was at the time that you had decided to part ways in that business. And so you didn't attend this trip with me. That's what I was about to say. Hmm. What oh, are the okay. I, like? Wow. I wonder what the conversation would have been like had you heard it from my perspective of me getting the information versus like from the horse's horse's yes. mouth. Okay, like for me to even bring it to you at all. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, and so because I already know that my husband's goal at this time, or well, this actually happens later. Yeah. Um, and so this is probably like the conversation we had is probably like a month later. Um, so anyway, long story short, I'm in Houston and you decided not to come on that trip mm-hmm. and so i'm in the car I'm, I'm dropping one of my um business partners off and he was telling me yo Britt, like i just started this store 
Um, I got somebody who's running it for me. Uh, really, really dope process. I, I think it, I mean, at the time, and the thing was, I think what made me feel safe is that he was saying that he had, his profit right now was only $500, $800 a month. It wasn't nothing crazy, but it was enough. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? It's mm-hmm. enough to start that passive income plan. I'm like, cool. You know, what was the buy-in? My, my questions are always the Malcolm questions. What is Malcolm going to ask me? Malcolm's going to ask me how much does it cost? What's what's the process of talking about? What does it require, et cetera, et cetera? So I start asking all those questions. And um, to me, y- y'all know at this point that I've said um, I'm an opportunist. Like I seek out opportunities. I'm looking for an opportunity. I'm looking to be connected um, to things uh, because at the end of the day, my whole entrepreneurship journey started simply because I couldn't find a job when I needed one. So at this point, anything had, could go. Yeah. Um, when I when I first moved to Atlanta, twenty sixteen. So when I'm hearing this, it sounds like a good bet. It sounds low <laughs> risk. It sounds like you know. And then it wasn't sounding fast. It didn't sound like oh yeah, you gonna make money tomorrow. Like nah, he was saying he had been doing it and scaling his store up at this point. I think it had been like four or six months. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like okay, cool. Like and now you're ter- like how long is it gonna take you to turn a profit? How long is it gonna uh, you know take for you to make your money back, et cetera, et cetera. So um, I feel like it was just in the back of my mind for so long after that just lingering of like I wonder what that's like because I feel like at the time it was when a lot of people had got into e-commerce yeah um, it was. we had a, a couple friends and business partners who had started uh selling you know building their stores um I feel like most of them had selling dis- the dismantled it. it at this point <laughs> but they were selling the rolls and they were making bread like six figures hand over fist ten thousand fifty thousand dollars some um, these are multiple stores so some were six figures some were ten thousand fifty thousand dollars and if in its first month two months 90 days and so at this point I'm like y'all got to get in this e-com game mm-hmm. because the truth of the matter is I wanted to sell the rolls back in July, <laughs> I told my I had told Malcolm that I literally said you were the first person to hear I gotta sell about it. I, I gotta sell one of these because I I I approve <laughs> <laughs> I because I was telling all my friends I'm like yo you gotta get one of these blah blah oh, blah blah oh they should have gave you a check they should have gave me a check the only way to get a check was to be on my own store but anyway I didn't understand that model of business because I hadn't been in e-commerce so I thought right. this was my way to get into the e-com game but I don't have to know everything of yeah. how to build it and we were also in a place of automation at the time too of like yeah. well how can I invest into something that I don't have to have my hands physically in because the business that we were building that we'll talk about another episode but that business in particular required us to be in it mm-hmm. and you know one of the things that you look at is like okay you have your businesses that you actually build and then you have your businesses that you own yeah. you know what i mean where i don't do all the work for it Correct. i just own it or i'm the investor into it or whatever and so we were trying to shift from just being having a business that we were all in that we were doing all the work um to now having the passive income like you were saying so that's how it comes to me and at this point i'm like yo i'm with it i'm always like that though (laughs) i'm always like i'm with it so malcolm is my rational brain and um so now i have to bring it to him he's like I need you to talk to the dude who told you and tell you tell him to get you on the phone with the dude who uh who do the stuff i need to know from him all the details what exactly did he say to you that that intrigued you like he said did he say Amazon? Like I'm doing yeah. Amazon? Yeah, he said everything. Like there were no, there was nothing. It wasn't e-commerce. Like I didn't. I knew it wasn't e-commerce. I knew it was an Amazon store. 
You know mm, what I'm saying? Like I knew everything that yeah. he was doing was on Amazon, um, but I understood e-commerce. And so I wanted to get into the e-com game. Mm. And so in my mind, that was the opportunity to do so, but it'd be automated. The, th- the, the two things I know that I heard that, um, three things, Amazon, automated, and um, whatever the profit was. Yeah. And so in my mind, I'm like, well, what we're looking, what we probably need to move forward to is automation. But remember, we don't have, we haven't had that conversation yet either. Mm-hmm. And so I remember now having the conversation. I'm like, well, I have things I can bring to the table. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, but obviously we needed to evaluate each opportunity to see what would make sense. Yeah, that makes sense. So what was the mindset before you told me? Nothing. Just like, let's get this money? Yeah. You know you know that's my mindset. I don't need too much. You know what I'm saying? Like, I've always been the risky one in our relationship. I'm going to risk the... If I got it, and and it's like disposable. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm not 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 my last five thousand, not my last ten thousand, my last fifty thousand. If if it's like oh I can afford to do that, and it's not going to feel like anything, I'm probably going to do it. Yeah. Because no risk, no reward. Like you don't ever nothing that we've achieved that has been great has not come without my risk. Yeah. And your rational, your rational, my rationality. So yeah, when you came to me about um, the Amazon store. I didn't know it was Amazon FBA. I had seen all, listen, I had seen everything about Amazon FBA on my timeline. Like, I don't even know for probably a year. Cause they listened to it. And I never, I never really thought about it because, you know, they was talking about astronomical uh, numbers. Like, Hey, we can build you a store for $15,000. That too. $20,000. I'm like, Whoa, that was another aspect. No. When I asked how much he had paid for it, when I knew how much people were charging. Right. Yeah. We knew how much people were charging for this. This kind of Typically service. Typically, it's like twenty, twenty thousand and above. So, he told us that the um, the buy in, the to start the actual store was five thousand dollars. Yeah. Right. So that was the initial uh, investment. That was actually the only investment that you had to make, was the five thousand mm-hmm. dollars. Now, tip kind of, but it wasn't. It wasn't the only investment you had to make. Yeah. Um, because there is, there is other costs involved. Um, what I mean by that is. So when you're when they when they're opening up a store for you, what you have to do is you'll have to open up an LLC. You have to open up an LLC, get a, a EIN yeah, yeah. number, mm-hmm. and a business bank account, like any other business. Right. The thing about that is, they run the business based upon credit. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> it's based upon whatever you get, whatever you get approved for credit limit wise, mm-hmm. is what you have the purchasing power to now start your store. So what that means is you have to have a business credit line. Yeah. Or some people are using personal credit. Um, Which I wouldn't recommend. I'm consistently remembering more things that were intriguing to me is because I knew that the limit did not exist on our American Express card. So that's the trap. That's the trap that they that, oh, they, yes. um, that they set for you. So we'll talk about that too. But, <laughs> but so um, just, I mean, as you bring that part up, it's reminding me of all the things that made me intrigued because it's like if you, because he was telling me what his limit was and he had a very low limit, which was why his profit was what it was. So yeah. in my mind, if I know that I don't have a limit and you do, and you tell me what your profit is, mine should be that time. I should be doing 50,000. Yeah. <laughs> I should be doing it or at least five. All you saw was green. All I, all I saw was okay. In my mind, I, I think, 
I've gotten to a place over the last two years where it doesn't have to be astronomical amounts. How many ways can I make? How many different times can I pr- uh, produce income that pays my, in, uh, my what is it, expenses Yeah. as a whole? Mm-hmm. So in my mind, as long as I can make $6,000 at the time, we have drastically lower expenses. But <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah we, I think we talked about that two seasons ago. But as long as I can make enough to have multiple streams of my expenses because what Malcolm said already is that business does have ebbs and flows, peaks and valleys. And I don't think a lot of times we talk about peaks and valleys. We only talk about good. Nothing is always as good as it seems and nothing is always as bad as it seems. And so when you think about the valley in my mind, if I can have multiple streams of just my expenses, nothing is always going to be up and nothing's going to always be down and they're never going to be that at the same time. Correct. That was my mindset. So I'm like, all right, cool. If I don't have a limit and you're telling me what your limit is and you're making 500 to to $1,000 a month in profit, mm-hmm. then I know I can meet that goal maybe at least once, maybe twice a month and be able to be good. And be cool. So um, so with the business model is basically you have to you have to get everything set up yourself on, on the back end, but you have to um, sign a contract. Mm-hmm. You sign a contract. It was too well. It's always different for for the uh, company that you're working with, but this particular company that we were working with, it was five thousand up front, and then you had uh, we had to sign a, a contract, of course, uh, which was a year of service mm-hmm. and uh, some other preliminary things in there. Uh, meaning, like, I think if you, uh, it was some something about was it refundable, not refundable? I can't remember that. I need to see the contract. I can't remember the terms. Either way. Um, we read that. We were right over that. It was a standard contract. That wasn't the issue. Now, when it comes to getting the a line of credit, it's all based upon um, your your one your personal credit probably because if most people do do not have business credit, mm-hmm. so for us, we didn't have business credit, um, but we did get we did get um, the credit in our business name. But I thought but we already was, had that card. No, we didn't. Did it? No, we did. Yeah. We had to have already had the yeah, car we had, because we had the car. I already yeah, you're right. had the mindset around. You're right. Yeah, our, our, we had that car for about close to a year by that time, right? Mm, or less than a no, year. I don't think we had just got it. It wasn't too It wasn't. Because I remember the other, you know, one of the, those credit plays is make sure you get your credit card that has 0% interest for the first year. <laughs> so to that point, yeah, you're right. We got it. We got it uh, not too. It was probably like around that time. Like I yeah, think we had yeah, just right got around it. that time. All right, it was fresh. So uh, I went to American Express. I applied for an American Express uh, line of credit um, to put in our business name at the time. And, of course, they they give you a allotment or things like that based upon your personal credit. Um, but at least it's still in your business name. So you now get the chance to start building some business credit. Mm-hmm. And what they do is they give you a charge card, which basically, like, you don't have you don't have a limit per se. You you will develop a limit over time based upon your usage rate mm-hmm. and how much you you probably will need. Mm-hmm. But there did there did come a time where we, you know we got to a point where it's like okay, uh, you kind of have a limit, but you don't. Like I had to yeah. ask for more mm-hmm. limit because of what the store was doing. Now here's here's the risk. Obviously, how I was seeing it was, yes, you are starting this business. Um, we're already five thousand dollars, you know, in the initial investment. Mm-hmm. Probably cost six hundred dollars to to, um, to get this uh, American Platinum car, whatever it is. Now, for the first year, 
I have zero interest. So I'm thinking, okay, starting this Amazon, uh, this Amazon business for a year, I'm not going to pay any interest anyway. Mm-hmm. So that that was a plus. The thing about it is the risky side gets to it is that you will be having to purchase these um, these items with your credit card mm-hmm. through a third party. So say you... Say you're um selling Amazon, you're saying you know, you're, you're you're selling pillows on Amazon. Yeah, you have to go buy that pillow from Walmart. This was our model, based on this was our model. Some what we you know, models out. are different. Yes, um, models are very different. But this is, and we'll talk about the due diligence I should have done. Yes. So but, basically, um, Walmart was our supplier. We would put the the product was being, and this, when I say we, this is who was running the store. Mm-hmm. But um. The product will be placed on the Amazon store and then it will be purchased for obviously a lower price from Walmart, shipped from Walmart to the customer. But they're charging our card. <laughs> but yeah, so basically that's that's the process of the business model of how things were flowing, which in my eyes, if if I don't have knowledge of what their processes and procedures are or policies and procedures are, then I assume that that's how it works. And the reason why it didn't raise any red flags to me is because I already was trying to get into e-commerce in which I had already done that. Mm-hmm. I sold the rolls. I, um, you know, sold other, you know, different, you know, just goods or whatever, like kitchen goods and stuff like that. And so the model is... Is if you're on Shopify, it's the same process. If you're on Shopify, you go on Shopify, you set up your store. When somebody purchases the items you've now placed on that store, mm-hmm. you go to AliExpress mm-hmm. and you purchase whatever it is that you need to purchase and you ship from AliExpress to the customer. Yeah, because you might be mind. selling something for $15 and you can get it on AliExpress for two cents. You know what I'm saying? And so um, that's why it doesn't raise any red flags for me because I've already done this in a different arena. Okay. I'm just thinking instead of me having to do all that, it's being done for me. Right. And it's on a bigger platform. And obviously you already know how to scale up this type of business. The reason why I didn't continue with e-commerce is, um, which let me not say didn't continue, but at the time, um, like with the Rose store, it's like, the way people were building that y'all seen uh shade room spiritual world all these different pages where you see somebody post whatever well they might have paid twelve hundred dollars five hundred dollars two hundred fifty dollars for one post or one story or one skit or whatever and so you know that's another version i was like i ain't really one i don't want to do the research to like find these people and every time i went to found a good page by the time i found it i'm looking at all the people i know that's selling the same product mm-hmm. already got their post on this page so yeah. we overdoing it at this point like we get it y'all use the rose mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying and so um so for me i'm like i want to know i know this is a lucrative space because i've already seen people make money in it and this is beyond the people that i know I'm like i've seen people making money in e-commerce for forever you can go to tiktok right now and see how people are being profitable in the e-commerce space um so it didn't raise any red flags to me because i already know that that's how the drop shipping model works the issue comes in is where amazon does not allow drop shipping and yeah. we didn't know that we'll get that we'll, we'll get to that so but, but what you were saying was like this is how everything was working they're charging our card though what happens now is that amazon is racking up the pri- the the profits mm-hmm. and they give you a payout. They take their fees, yada, 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 and they give you a payout. Now, at the beginning, it was a little bit by bit, inch by inch. I think our first month, we might have profited like $600. I'm like, oh, 
<laughs> this what unlimited gets you. <laughs> All right. So our first month though, it was like ten days long. Yeah, yeah. Like, it was yeah, like, it was like the end of a month. Yeah, but it was the first ten days, and we, yeah, we had profit about six hundred dollars or something like. But that. I wasn't mad at it because I'm just like, dang, like I literally didn't do anything. I would see just all the orders coming in on my Apple Watch, and I'm just like, dang, yeah, that's lit. Like, so this this is the thing. The, the company that was um doing it for us, like they know what they're doing. They do. They know what they're doing. It started um the ramp up period. So it's a ninety day ramp up period. Mm-hmm. Um, that happens where they get your store exposure and hopefully you, you'll you get some sales um, mm-hmm. during this exposure period. So that you're credible in Amazon's eyes. Yeah, so you look credible in Amazon's eyes and that you're not look like you're scamming and stuff like that. Now, what we didn't know on the back end side is that Amazon is changing leadership around this time too, though. Correct. Which we didn't know Jeff Bezos was stepping down, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And they're changing CEO, so they're changing leadership, meaning they're also changing policies, um, pro- policies and procedures. Mm-hmm. Um, but what was it when I was thinking about the risk part of it, I'm thinking, okay, yes, they, yes, it seems as though like you're, you're, you're getting yourself in debt, so to speak, um, by, with the credit card, but you're also getting the payout twice a month from Amazon and where the discipline comes into this is that you have to pay the credit card first, pay the credit card off before you pay your, you know, before you pay yourself and before you pay the employees that you, you hire to run your business right and uh and i believe we had that dis- you know we had that yeah, discipline sure. personality mm-hmm. to be able to do that you know what i'm saying so we wasn't that wasn't my issue so the second month uh what did you start seeing i think we did maybe like uh i think the second month might have been like twenty thirty thousand. so y'all see how it went from six hundred dollars um the first month and then by the second month stupid our store had did over thirty thousand dollars uh, in revenue already. Mm-hmm. So in revenue, I'm thinking, I'm looking at this, I'm looking at, you know, us getting payouts of 15,000 or uh, 10,000, whatever it is. And, ha- and automatically paying the credit card off. So that was fine. Everything mm-hmm. seemed cool. And I'm like, yo, Oh, this is, this a- is going to be in a year. And <laughs> in my mind, I'm y'all can imagine how I'm, fe- I'm feeling like, Jeff Bezos, I'm feeling like the 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 smartest investor alive. You know what I'm saying? I'm mm-hmm. feel, we're feeling like okay, we got we got because play. by the time if if this is what it's doing pre profit, yeah, over over the next if if their ramp up period was ninety days, like we're looking at it like okay, um, because I think we started in February. We're like yo by September, yo the last quarter of the year we are going like everything is going to align yeah that was our goal we weren't looking for it to happen tomorrow even if the profit was three hundred dollars five hundred dollars we were like yo by the time the last quarter of the year comes we should be at a point where this is at least bringing us two to five thousand dollars a month yeah and you know and and we kept we kept our expectation very conservative like you said two to five thousand dollars a month that was our whole goal now i had the projection uh, a projection of where we would be revenue wise within the first year if we had continued on the path that we were already on, which was scaling rather fast. And that was going to be half a million dollars within a year mm-hmm. or close to at least mm-hmm. um, in revenue. So I'm like, okay, this, uh, this could be uh, a very lucrative play that we can also now bring other people on board, uh, you know, on, you know, right. being, able, being, being able, able to, to be an investor. Yeah. If you have the, if you have the capital to start this type of business and uh, you have the ability to take on that type of risk. I want to make sure I got the numbers right. What? Like what it was month to month. Oh yeah. Give me a coupon. So by by the third month, we are doing about five thousand dollars three to five thousand dollars per day. Mm-hmm. 
in um in in revenue um with this business and now we're sh- we're selling anything between bef- um between office chairs to mm-hmm. game chairs mm-hmm. to anything you can think of but the reason why we were able to scale that fast is because we didn't have per se a limit on our credit card which mm-hmm. most people typically will have a $10,000 limit $15,000 limit um from from American Express where they can only sell a certain amount of 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 uh not uh products, products. per per month so your profit would kind of look a little small or your revenue would look a little small and actually not when you think about it in the grand scheme of thing of business if you're doing $5,000 a month in mm-hmm. revenue you can scale that pretty quickly mm-hmm. um so with us we like okay the next month we did about close to so may was 20,000 june was June is when everything oh hell uh so April was like hold on <laughs> what in the stutter <laughs> so, we just want to make sure that, that yeah I just want to make sure correct. I'm saying the real stuff um and not hyping it so the statement for May the beginning of May the first month of May mm-hmm. I mean the first half of May um the product charges we earned was uh ten thousand seven hundred mm-hmm um, and I think the payout we got was not about ninety three hundred. Mm-hmm. And then the second half of May was another nine thousand, uh, fourteen five. We did so twenty five thousand, like I said. Yeah, about twenty five thousand. Twenty five thousand, and then they sent us the payout. Um, the payout was twenty one thousand. And Amazon, what that was the first payout. The second payout came off four thousand something, or Amazon took their fee. No, no, no. The first payout was the nine thousand after the okay, ten thousand. Yeah, yeah. The second payout was twenty one thousand. I get you. Yeah. So, um, so what people, so what we didn't know is how much Amazon was taking out as far as fee wise. They do take out a substantial amount of fee. They do. Um, and they and they keep, your revenue and they keep a reserve in your account for people who do refunds and you know stuff like that too, yeah. so that they can just take care of it versus it coming. You know, you having to give the money back or charge back stuff like that. The next month it says the balance in our account was forty seven thousand. So at this point, you're already at seventy five. Yeah, yeah, we had did seventy five within what two months or so. Yeah, so yeah. we're at the next month and we're at fifty th- another forty seven thousand. This is at the end of May, going into June, and then the last one was thirty three. So we had already done a hundred thousand dollars in ninety days. Yeah, over a hundred over a hundred k in ninety days. So you know, we're looking at this like this is nuts. And like, so y'all know because <laughs> I brought it to the table, I'm like, here I go again with a good risk. <laughs> with yeah, a good look. risk again. And here we go, a hundred grand up, you know, and it's been ninety days. So again, we go back to our projections. We go back to it and, and I think at the ninety day point, uh that next month was when we first got our first profit. It was about two thousand mm-hmm. dollars. And we're like, okay, this is what we expected. Like, if we just go ahead and let this do its thing, you know what I'm saying? And like he said, we're paying the credit card off, all this stuff. Like, we're doing everything in order, as is our custom. Right. As, as our <laughs> you custom. guys are going to learn a lot this season. But as is our custom to do things in order, um, to do things in a disciplined way, to steward over what we were getting properly because we wanted this to work. And I remember getting a notification. Are we here yet in the story? Yeah, I get a notification on because there, there's an app. Obviously, I just put it up on my phone. I get a notification that says your store is in jeopardy of being suspended, <laughs> and I say, "What the hell?" Right. I send it over to everybody, 
in our group chat and they're like, you know, rest assured we're, we're on it. We see the notification as well. And, um, you good. And I'm like, all right, bet. Obviously we're not handling it. So in our mind, it's like, all right, cool. They say it's straight. You know what I'm saying? They're going to handle it, blah, blah, blah. Um, and as time progresses, this is probably within a two, two week time span. Dang, it was two weeks. I don't think it was long. It might not have been two weeks. All I all I remember is that we was woke up and it was cool money. The day you know we was like I was like yo three thousand dollars. It's not even twelve p.m. Yeah, so at this point it's like and we at revenue three thousand dollars for the day, mm -hmm. and I'm like okay, this is crazy. This is getting crazy. Getting stupid. And I'm like I'm about to like have to have a conversation with American Express. Like y'all need to give me more money, more money. You know what I'm saying? Um, to be able to uh, scale this. Mm -hmm. And American Express points was going stupid. Definitely was, definitely was. American Express points were going crazy because you, you know, you, you once you get the points, right. once you pay off the credit card, mm -hmm. which we were doing. And Amazon, one day we wake up and Amazon terminates our account, to deactivates our account. A, no, they suspended it first. Suspended it, yeah, but it's um, a deactivation. That's no, no, what it said. It wasn't. No, that's what it says now. But oh, okay. it didn't say it at first. I got you. Um, it was the account was deact I mean it was suspended. Um but the the trash part about it was it was like a day or two before we were getting a payout. And I I don't think we would care if we got the money. We wouldn't. I wouldn't have cared. If that happens two days later or um we had just got to a point where you could with you could uh request to get your funds early, you just wouldn't get the full amount. Right. And I did that before. And before, we had done it before, yeah. but it was just kinda like, I I need the full amount. Like I don't you know, it's not enough to make it make sense. Yeah. Um, and so we were like, Well, it's only two days, like it don't even matter. you know what I'm saying? Now at this point you're just like, It's cool, don't worry about it. It's it's two days, we'll get the money, we'll pay the car, just as we always do. Nothing was wrong. You know what I'm saying? Like we weren't thinking anything because everything had been just the same mm -hmm. we had been getting pay we had been getting payouts multiple payouts multiple payouts um and we had been paying the card off so nothing was abnormal nothing next one day it's gone and they have your money they have your money but you hold. still have a bill but you have to pay american express so this is where people get messed up is that they we you typically won't have enough time to create a cash reserve for yourself bank account wise. So typically you would you would run it just like if you were a landlord. Mm -hmm. Like okay, yeah, you're getting profit every month, you're getting money every month, cash flow. Um, but you don't need to start spending that money yet. You need to be putting that money aside. Yeah. In case there's something breaks in the house mm -hmm. or you know something that you have to expense that you don't have to come out of pocket. You come out of your reserves. So we didn't have enough time to build the reserve. To build the reserve that to be able to pay off a credit card. A in business case of, reserve. A business reserve, yes. In case something like this may happen, where you have to pay off the credit card in order to bring yourself back to zero, mm -hmm. and you um you eliminate your risk. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people get messed up when they will they will take on this uh this massive amount of credit card debt, and they're not able to pay it back if Amazon um cuts off your account now for me do um just accountability wise i didn't even know amazon could cut off your your um your business at the blink of a hat i didn't know that they could just stop just because they want to just because they want to and because they claim that you are selling fraudulently now before you even go there mm -hmm. let me talk about the suspension policy right it the suspension was based off of a one percent defect rate Correct. Yeah. One one the wildest shit I've ever heard. Crazy. One percent out of however many 
hundreds of orders or a thousand had, orders you did. We had over uh, almost 700 products that had sold in this period of time, which is amazing. Yeah. Right? There were, I'm sorry, it was my, it was almost 500, my bad. It wasn't 700, it was almost 500. It was like 490 something. Okay. And out of the 490 something, six <laughs> were either not delivered or defected or def- or arrived defected, which obviously that didn't come from the store. It came in transit. You know what I'm saying? And so, um, and then <laughs> we were receiving things to our house. Yeah, we were receiving like we got like two, like so two of the six mm-hmm. were at our house, but we we're not we're like yo, why is stuff coming to the house? Like, what do you want us to do with it? They're like, oh, don't even worry about it. And I'm like, all right, cool, whatever. Like, you, the point of you doing this and me paying you mm-hmm. is that I don't have to think about it. Yeah. So if you say don't worry about it, whatever, cool. But these people are now report not reporting the page but like asking for a refund and and this is what i learned later on so they're asking for a refund but they're also rating the store when you go on amazon or any store and you do those ratings and all that stuff like that that also has the potential to shut somebody's store down now you're not asking why you did and and the thing was somebody was managing it to talk to them Mm -hmm. um to speak to the you know doing the customer support and all that stuff like that and so if i'm telling you something came to my house that means somebody didn't receive it but they paid for it mm-hmm. and so in, in my eyes i'm like all right i guess what well, i got the refund so it is what it is um but what they were doing is even though they got their money back because nobody was without their money mm-hmm. but when they got their money back they were rating and reviewing the store and they were putting reviews saying oh this store scammed me or this mm-hmm. store did this and so now this is raising the red flags with amazon for them to now say you have six default products out of five 500 that is above the one percent ratio the one percent allotment that you even have and we about to clip this store right and, and i just think one percent is just like really really absurd they, they can clip absurd. it at any given time so and they know you got money in there and they know you got money in there so here's here's the back end thing about it though there's multiple things multiple factors that can happen or reasons why um that is out of your control one, your your store could be scaling too fast that somebody sees the product and they want your product that you're selling because they know it sells. So they'll take they'll take um they'll put your store down and Amazon will sell what you're selling on your store. Mm-hmm. Like they'll they'll recognize, OK, this this store is selling well. Let me shut them down and we'll sell this ourselves and make the profit on ourselves. That's a backside of what, what can happen in this industry with uh, Amazon. Also, uh, other people will see that, you're, you know, other stores will see that this store is doing well and they see your product and they will put the bad reviews on your store in order for your store to get suspended. And then now they take those products and sell them for themselves, too. These are things that happen every single day that one I had no idea about. Um, and also about the policy wise, I did not know that they could that they could do that. And they drop a hat and they didn't uh, that they'll hold your money. I didn't know that they had to that you could hold they could hold your money. And then there's like a 90 day period mm-hmm. or something like that, that you have. To you have wait. to wait. You, you have, have to, to wait, wait 90 days, to 90 days to now request to Correct. get your money. Yeah. To now request to get your money. And that's when all hell broke loose. Because the 90 days come and. Everything is actually falling apart at the same time. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm like, and, and, what the hell? And the thing is, you know, it's like, of course, I can dip into my personal savings, but, um, you know, 
just because of the way things were moving um, between business. And then we we decided to downgrade because we're like, okay, we need to get ahead of what's happening within our business, mm-hmm. what's happening with our finances. We have to move accordingly. And this was supposed to be something that if what's happening, like it's like literally the things that we were preparing for and the reasons why we were doing the making the investments that we were making, the things were happening. But we had positioned ourselves for it to not affect us. Like we yeah, were literally yeah. in the perfect we position. Perfect plan. We planned everything properly. But now the thing that was supposed to be the, uh, you know, the plan B or the next option of payment is also crumbling. And this is like, you know, at a point because I said because literally that the the payment before that was the first time we had actually turned a profit. And so. It was like, okay, cool. We're now at the 2000, whatever, whatever. And we were also about to get the payout. So the like we said, it ha- had we got the payout, we wouldn't have cared about the store being suspended in the first place because at least I've got my, my balance and my debt to zero, my business debt to zero and not having to now take personal money to pay business problems, you know, to, to, to deal with business yeah. issues. And, um, you know, this is where y'all have seen those of y'all who have asked us to talk about it, kind of elaborate more on it. Um, you know, you've seen Malcolm be like, yo, Amazon owe me money. Amazon, Amazon owe me money. You know, Amazon is crazy. And literally we money. have been since that 90 day period, like literally trying to get the money, up until literally what was Monday? What was this Thursday was the last straw where at this point, you know, we did all the things they need to do, got did legal action. And now it's to the point where it's like, what it's going to cost to move forward from a legal standpoint. Obviously you got to look at it. It's a trillion dollar company. And so you then have to also say, damn, I literally have no, it's like, unfortunately that you have to, nobody ever wants to listen. I mean, say this, but you got to take it on the chin and take your L because they have decided their their decision was, oh, no, nah, we we still don't we don't we still don't like it. So yeah, yeah, she had to do a whole interview, had to do an interview she to, to do prove my, interview. my identity. They're like, I'm like, I I did this the first time you saw me when I set the store up. Y'all had to, you have to do a whole like call with somebody uh, on Zoom or whatever their their Zoom they have their own like Zoom portal. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to do a call with somebody that to see you to make sure like you are who you say you are, etc. So I'm like, I've done all this. Like I'm giving you all the information that you need, and your decision is like, nah, yeah, we still believe that it wasn't. I don't. We don't agree. We don't like it. Um, so we were going to permanently keep your funds and that's what their decision was and um we reserve the right to no longer respond in regards to this matter is literally what their legal team said to our legal team and and what they'll do slick is that you'll have this money you'll have you can have whatever it it could be five hundred dollars or it could be you know ten thousand dollars you can have this money in account reserve this entire litigation period and then eventually they just move it to an expense account Mm -hmm. They, they move it to expenses meaning it's no longer you're an account reserve account where they have to pay it back, uh, pay it out to you. Mm-hmm. Well, they don't have to, obviously, but they could pay it out to you. They move it to an expense where they just expensed it where now I don't have to pay you that money. Mm-hmm. And it's very, very slick how they do it. And then they bring you through this whole process of making you think that you're going to be able to get the funds out. Mm-hmm. And then they send you an email uh, with the final de- decision of, yeah, we, we're not going to give you this money and mm-hmm. you don't have to, you know, and don't you, hit us up again. Don't hit us yeah. up no more. That's what we said. That's what we stick into. Uh, go live your life. And, you know, when you think about the fact that that was a year ago, like the store has been shut down since uh, July. 
of 22. And so we've been literally dealing with this for a year. And, um, you know, on the hindsight, like I said, you end up having to take it on the chin and say, take it on the chin and just be like, damn, like, because basically at the point that we're at now, what it's going to cost to fight again is more than what's in there. You know, and so it's like then it, it ain't even gonna make sense for you on the back end because you would have spent all the money to fight it just to get nothing. Yeah. And with, you know, the balance is zero. <laughs> the balance becomes zero for you doing all that. And so, um, you know, I guess I don't want to go into necessarily life lessons, but you know what? We definitely have lessons from it, though. Yeah, for sure. So, what was your? I know you said like one of the things was the accountability piece of your like I didn't do my Malcolm due diligence. Yeah, like I, I would say from an investor standpoint, like, you know, from for people to learn from us and our situation, what happened is that, you know, before before investing your money into businesses or buying a business or whatever it is, um, doing the due diligence of policy, of the industry policy. Because what I didn't do is I didn't uh I didn't study the industry that I was getting into. Mm. That was the thing. I didn't study like I normally do. I would study the industry before I get into it. So I would know the the risk that, that I have to take or that I have to be okay with. And I have to and I'll know the reward. And at this case, I knew a lot of the reward and I only knew one part of the risk. I didn't know I didn't see the full picture of what the risk could be. And that that's the one of the biggest lessons I had because most people will get themselves in a in a world of trouble just by not taking that extra mile and going and, and and figuring out all the all the things that people aren't willing to tell you because this company that we invested into to do this for they knew that because mm-hmm. they, they knew what to tell you for the meaning you know what I'm saying they knew that risk of yeah, your store could be shut down at any point in time because after our store got shut down they changed even their policies to make sure that they were. Um, complying yeah. you know complying and like being able to um because it wasn't just our store like it, it had happened to a multiple yeah, hundreds of people. people um but they even began to change their policies and started sending out like new company policies due to so our process might take a little bit longer or you know shipping to your clients might take um shipping to your customers might take a little longer because this is what we're going to do to do our due diligence in order for your stores to no longer like for this to no longer be an issue um, which, you know, I can appreciate that, but this don't help me until I get my store back. And if I get it back, am I even willing to, um, assume this risk again? Yeah. Um, and there was a hell no, obviously when I learned, sure. you know, this, I'm like, this, this risk is beyond me. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm risk averse, <laughs> you know, right. to an extent, mm-hmm. obviously I, I'm willing to take risk, but it has to be calculated. And this time it was calculated to a fault. And, uh, you know, you got to take that on the chin as an investor. You got to take that on the chin and, and be accountable for the things that you didn't do. Um, I would say, what, what, what was one of your lessons? Um, You know, I'll never stop being a risk taker. I think moments like this make you want to say, I hate that it was my idea. They're always my idea. <laughs> <laughs> typically they're well, always my yeah. idea sometimes, um yeah. yeah sometimes like i mean you obviously i'm not saying you don't bring anything to the table like, like no, no. you bring things to the table too i think you trust me to make the the, the final decision not not i was cool with 
taking on this. Yeah. You know what I'm I mean, saying? and it like I said, everything was good until it just wasn't, you know? Um, and I think sometimes for me it's hard to be it's hard to be the person in the family that had the effed up opportunity. You know what I'm saying? It's like, <laughs> it's all fun and games when it's up. You know what I mean? But mm-hmm. you always wonder like, dang, what does this person think of me? Like we only in this issue. We only in this situation because of me. You know what I'm saying? And so you thought I felt like that. No, I know you didn't feel that way, but I felt that way. Yeah, no, I get And it. I it's get it. also often self-inflicted. And obviously we're not mind readers, but as people, it is a habit for us to think what the other person is thinking. Yeah. You know, like, what do you think of me? Or like, this is all my fault and all this stuff like that but you know it's understanding like obviously you don't know what you don't know but also um you know you can't control everything too and I think it also it also for us um was deeper than the store you know what I'm saying um we were in a place where we were so focused on money Mm -hmm. we were so focused on diversifying before um you know other things fell apart and I think because that was the sole focus we had lost sight of so many other things that were our life was built off of you know what I'm saying we were in college we had nothing we were consistently praying every time we prayed and I never heard this before right growing up in a household um and going to church my whole life like I'd never heard somebody say this in a prayer until you prayed um, like one of the first times we prayed together and every time he would end his prayer he would say and Lord we thank you for prosperity and abundance in Jesus name amen and yeah. for years we had prayed the prayer for prosperity and abundance prosperity and abundance we have been speaking that over our lives since we were 20 years old and somewhere along the line of being now in our prosperity and being in our abundance we stop asking for it mm-hmm. and we stop um, we stop speaking toward it we stop focusing on who gave it to us and who we were asking um um, it from you know asking for opportunities from like I think because that was our prayer obviously he put things in our path for us to be able to do and for us to be um, successful at for us to develop skill sets that would allow us to be um, who we have now become mm-hmm. but I think in in the midst of being within something like that um, and, and now having opportunities to do things with money we lost sight of how we got here and all the things that we did to get here not the physical things but mm-hmm. the intangibles of just saying God, thank you. Mm-hmm. And we thank you for the prosperity and abundance that's to come. And we thank you for you, what you've already given us. And if you don't give us anything else, we're grateful still nonetheless. Um, and it's easy to do when you don't have anything. Mm-hmm. And I think at that moment in time, it wasn't just about Amazon. We were being stripped of everything to bring us back to who we were, who we are at the at core. The core yeah. You know, um, so I mean, for me, the life lesson was like, yo, really having to strip away a lot of things. And not that I've liked it <laughs> and not that it's been comfortable, but it's also being able to now ask yourself a question. Like if somebody comes to you with a, a $5,000 business opportunity, $20,000 business opportunity, and this is literally what God has spoke to me about um in february of last year mm-hmm. and i shared that with you because we have different <laughs> differing um thoughts on certain levels of giving when it comes to church mm-hmm. but at the time i i went to church one night i went to visit a friend's church and there was a um there was an offering that was taken at the end and i already knew that the number was going to be a thousand dollars now 
why now some people are listening to this like i cannot believe see this is what church this is how people be in this how these churches <laughs> but this is not the point the point is not about giving a thousand dollars to the church the point was that we had just started that amazon store for five thousand dollars somebody brought me a business five thousand dollars out my account no problem i got a business i got an loc i got an ein i done went and made a whole nother business account i done did all this stuff in less than two days mm-hmm. had another business opportunity it was is a multiple five figures no pro- like at the bank the next day to do the watch like and and so the minute that now it's in church or like it's for god Mm -hmm. and literally the lord spoke to me and said if it was somebody else that was bringing you another business opportunity Mm -hmm. you and it was a thousand dollars you wouldn't even hesitate you'd be like oh it's just a thousand dollars but when it's me or when when it's now in this place and it's for me you thinking about it Mm -hmm. you don't think about nothing else and so i don't think all of it was for nothing financially yes obviously you never want to take a loss in business but one that's business um and although a lot of people won't talk about losses um or they you know and the wins because we talk about about, um you know although people don't typically tell you the risks that are involved with certain things that you're going to get involved in don't not take them but also we needed everything to be dismantled at the time that it was for us to get back to who we were at the core to remember where all of the abundance has come from and where it's going to continue to come from. It's not because we're so good. It's not because we got the best ideas or we come across the greatest opportunities. It's because the Lord has put those people in our path or the opportunities our path and connected us to things in ways that he needed to for us to get what he wants out of us. Mm-hmm. The minute you forget that, everything started to literally turn into straight trash. Yeah. Uncontrollably. Yeah, Why? It's like, because we were trying to control it. Yeah, it's like you, you, you're, you feel like you're doing all the right things. but We were. You were. But we were. Yeah, we were, but it's you know, like you said, the other part, the spiritual part, wasn't um, wasn't there, wasn't intact, and I think it, it's it's so many lessons um, that I think I got from from this one. But the other thing I would say is that um, just taking taking on risks that you know you can handle um, is very very important, and knowing how to navigate it and get through it with your Significant other if you have one mm-hmm. or your business partner if you have one of those. And I was just thankful enough that we, you know, we had got or getting a payout from another investment that allowed us to pay off this investment. You know what I'm saying? That 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 thing, because no one wants to get into a business and, and, and acquire debt that you cannot get out of. And the lesson is stewardship. Mm-hmm. The lesson is complete stewardship and and being okay with walking away from certain opportunities if it doesn't feel right, if it doesn't seem right, or if you don't have all the facts. It's okay to say no. And I want people to understand that. And that this thing is a it's a journey. It's an ebb and flow. You know what I'm saying? If you if you want to like I said, like I've always told you that I want to be a full time investor. Mm-hmm. So I under, I understand that there is going to be losses along the way. I understood that it was going to be lessons that I was going to have to have and we were going to have to have um, along the way. But understanding that you can control what you can control and work on the other things to get better at your decision making is also important, too. Mm-hmm. And I think, too, like with, with you saying that, too, it's um, it's also don't feel like you're missing out. I yeah, think, hell no. Um, for me, I um, definitely at that time. Uh, I, at, like a lot of us, we we suffer with FOMO. 
mm-hmm. COVID, the reason why a lot of entrepreneurs made money was based off of the other person having f- extreme FOMO, fear of missing out. Like, I don't want to feel like um, I'm missing out. Even when um, when I decided to make a transition, my first big life career pivot at the end of 2022, I remember talking to you and I said, am I going to be salty when it works for them? <laughs> yeah, Because I that's a that. real thing. Like, I, I and I think, I think if we get, if we can get, closer to ourselves to be able to ask ourselves the tough questions that are or or speak to somebody who you can confide in that you love um that's going to give you the real and allow you to be vulnerable in that moment to say Mm -hmm. this really is how I feel about it like I know what I feel like I should do what I've what I'm leaning towards doing or what I want to do but the truth of the matter is I also feel like I'm gonna be pissed when everybody makes money and I'm the only one that didn't because I decided to walk away. And so it's being okay with everything ain't for you. Mm -hmm. Um, And if it's not for you and if you don't participate, don't feel like I missed it or I'm missing it. It's, it's not for you. Everything ain't for you. Um, And, and what God has for you is going to be for you. If it's supposed to make sense, it's supposed to make sense. Sometimes when we move on our own, we get, you know, like what pastors would say today, he said, um, um, sometimes we end up in life situations and seasons because of ourselves. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not always life. Don't always be lifing because it just decided to life. Life be lifing because we did something, <laughs> and, and and the something that was done in another season produces what you get in this season. And so, don't feel like you're missing out just because you don't participate in everything, um, because everything just ain't for you. Um, and that's okay. It's definitely okay. You know. Yeah. I think we gave the full truth, you know what I'm saying? Like uh, from Amazon from Amazon and, and um, you know, their procedures and what they allow and don't allow and what you can look out for. Yeah. Um, because and, and it is predatory. Ask a lot more questions. Like um, Ask a lot more that's another lesson. Yeah. Ask more questions. Ask more questions and be okay with the answers too. Like and if the answers like if the answers we were getting today were the answers we were getting then, I don't think we would have done it either because nah, um, the vagueness or the general general uh, I got you. I got you. Don't cut it um, when my money is involved. Um, so be OK. Like ask a lot of questions and don't feel pesty. I think yeah, when it comes pessimistic. To, like, you don't feel, feel like you're a pessimist. No, not even a pessimist. Don't feel like you're being a pest. Yeah. You know, because you want more details like, yo, do your due diligence. Um and yeah, like, but don't stop taking risks just because it's scary or because you took an L before. Everything is, it, L for us is never a loss. It's more so about a lesson. What did you learn in it? This is why we're talking about it. Um, because we learned a lot in that moment. We evaluate our investment opportunities and our investments very differently based off of that experience. Now we do ask a lot more questions. We do a lot more research. We do learn more about those industries because we need to have a different level of understanding versus knowing somebody made money and now I feel like that's what I got to do to make money mm-hmm. that's where we are as a society that's where we are as millennials um Gen Z it's like you look at the personal social media who got a Lambo and said I retired from my job at 22 after making my first fifty thousand dollars from being a social media content creator and now you don't quit your job because you feel like you could do the same thing and it's not that you can't but did you do what you had to do in order to get there to know how that makes money first 
Yeah, I I had to start seeing the um the irony and the silver lining in it, man. Because gotta laugh to keep on. It could have been it could have been way worse for sure. For sure. Like before they shut the store down, y'all, we had received like fifty thousand dollars from that month, um, and payouts. You know, what I'm saying we had received Ooh, child. <laughs> fifty thousand. So what if they would have held fifty thousand dollars from mm. us? You know what I'm saying? It, they only held what seven, close to seven yeah, it was or something like seven thousand. Uh, oh, no, it was did, ten, but was we, 10. Ain't, we ain't we ain't owe ten. We ain't owe ten. In, yeah, no, in, no, it was most 10. of that was profit. It was ten, but um, they had ended up taking up some back for like refunds yeah. and returns and all the stuff like that. It it, it just could have been a lot worse. Yeah, and, and I'm I think that was God's covering for one. Yes, the grace and um, mercy, grace, and you know, sometimes he can he, he put that little ill in there for you to learn. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm so you. You, you know, remind you, <laughs> it's a little spanking. <laughs> It was, uh, but I feel grateful. Honestly, I feel grateful that um, it ended the way it did. It could have been way worse. And I've seen it happen way worse for other people in mm-hmm. our same predicament that made the same investments, mm-hmm. um, you know, that had the same kind of stores and, and they had a whole different situation. Yeah. And it, it you know, catastrophic. So I'm really thankful. Uh, I'm glad we talked about this yeah, because uh, it's a, we need a little release. We One, here. listen, yeah. I've been wanting to talk about this for a long time, y'all. <laughs> the um, way Malcolm be punching the air in this house. Oh, man. You know. I hate Amazon. I ain't gonna lie to you. But, you know, it is what it is. But not enough to stop for me to stop shopping from there. Unfortunately, because, man, if I could just boycott them, if I get everybody yeah. in the world to boycott them. <laughs> I never could. Look, we're literally getting a message from Amazon and my, in the same uh, minute. I'm like, ooh, babe, I found a glass tabletop uh, on Amazon. <laughs> Amazon. Everything that I buy is probably coming from Amazon, and literally we're in, we're legal battles at the same time. So, you know, at the end of the day, also find find a way to find joy in um everything, man. Like everything happens for a reason, and you choose what you get out of every reason. Um, so yeah, I'm glad we talked about it too. Yeah, this has been another one. Yes, this has been another episode of the So Let's Talk About It podcast. I am your host, Brittany Garrison, and I'm Malcolm Garrison, and you can follow me at Brittany Danell. You can follow me at Malcolm underscore two underscore scares. And don't forget to follow the show at So Let's Talk About It pod. Uh, if you are listening on uh, Spotify, uh, there'll be a question in here. We want to know what you guys thought about the episode. Uh, make sure you click the actual episode and you can actually respond to us so we can engage with you and hear your thoughts on the episode and hear what was your worst investment <laughs> <laughs> right. uh, or best investment too. Because we've had great ones. We, you know, yeah. Y'all get the whole thing. Um, if you're listening on our Apple Podcasts, don't forget to uh, subscribe to the show. Don't forget to rate and review so we can continue to talk about the stuff that we want to talk about and the stuff that we want to share with you guys but also be able to reach more people um and don't forget to subscribe on youtube too all right y'all we'll see y'all the next episode peace you can probably treat yourself to an ad free upgrade or at least grab an extra latte After getting a Chime checking account with features like fee-free overdraft up to $200 with SpotMe, no minimum balance requirements, and no monthly fees. Open your account in minutes at Chime.com slash Goals24. That's Chime.com slash Goals24. Chime. Feels like progress. Banking services and debit card provided by Bancorp Bank N.A. or Stride Bank N.A. Members FDIC. SpotMe eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply.